0: Hey drivers, have you thought about becoming your own company? Have you thought you'd like to get your own authority and DOT number, but you just don't know how to go about doing it? We'll call JJ Keller and Associates. They can help you get the proper registration and credentials that you need to operate legally. They protect drivers from penalties. And out of service orders, as a result of not having the proper authority, they save drivers time by filing their paperwork and ensuring everything is correct. Drivers, they also help you with unified carrier registration, US DOT and MC numbers, MCS-150 updates, year-round authority monitoring, and plenty more. Drivers, if you're looking to become your own company and you want your own authority number and DOT number today, Call J.J. Keller & Associates at 888-601-2017. That's 888-601-2017 and tell them Talk CDL sent you. Thank you. All right, Talk CDL Ruthann. Today we have a bunch of guests on the show. Uh, Most of them are truckers.
1: Yes. Most of them are truckers.
0: Yeah, we're going to be bringing trucker Ron on. You remember trucker Ron? Trucker Ron. How can we forget trucker Ron? Can't and, forget him. And Kelly, the only lady trucker. Yep. Is th- that, that's her page, right? The only lady trucker. Mm-hmm. Which she never, she doesn't mean that as I'm the only lady trucker. She just meant that as she used to have the lady truckers page. Mm-hmm. And then somebody actually, believe it or not, it was a big Facebook page she had. I forget how many. It was large. It was, it was huge. very big. Yeah. And and so somebody somehow, I don't know if it was. One of her admins or somebody tricked her or whatever the case is. But anyways, they jacked her, her page on her mm-hmm. and she had to start all over. So she's like, all right, I'm just going to call it the only lady. So people know how to find me because right. a bunch of other people, I guess, had put up a lady trucker page and she was the biggest, but mm-hmm. then ended up having the issue. Got hacked. I know, man. It does, well, it that, was a big a thing.
1: Word. It was a big scam that was going around on Facebook. They wanted to know information and, you know. Some people didn't realize it wasn't Facebook asking for that information. And because it was a few years ago, what happened was she she sent, like you said, somehow they got a hold of important information from her page. And the next thing you know, they they just start taking it over. And she lost what it was meant to be for. And she just walked away from it and created a new one because she didn't want anything to do with that one then.
0: Yeah, so all you people out there that have... Social media pages that allow admins and things like that to help work your page. Be careful of making, and again, I'm not trying to tell people how to run their business, but when you make someone an admin, a lot of times they can take over on that stuff. Uh, so anyways, we also have Cody. Mm-hmm. If you remember Cody, he used yeah. to be on the show all the time. He's a truck driver in
1: Long time listener.
0: I think Cody's out in the St. Louis area, but he's on like the Troy, Troy Illinois side and then Kelly's out of, what is it, like Chattanooga area? Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and, and I forgot is to mention... Is it Chattanooga I, I or to, Nashville area? Yeah, I wanted
0: to mention that Kelly's a flatbedder. Yes. And I don't know if she's doing drive-in now, You don't but
1: mess with Kelly.
0: Yeah, skinny mm-hmm. young lady throwing chains and binders and tarping and all that. And she's been doing it for
1: a very long time. Yeah,
0: 15 years, I mean, honestly, so... She's got
1: muscles you don't know she's got.
0: I'm not making, <laughs> I'm not making fun of guys that are afraid of flatbed, but I'm kind of making fun of them, so... Anyways, mm-hmm. and then uh, Ron, of course, he's right here in our hometown, and he's actually in town. He's going to be in town tomorrow, but we wanted to do the show today, and the reason I wanted to tell everybody who is on the show today is because we are going to have a special guest on today, Ruthann. Simon. Adler. Simon Adler, and he is the... He's the producer for Radio Lab. Yep, and they are a ginormous podcast, I think mm-hmm. 10 million listeners or something like that a month. That's right. I think 2 million downloads per episode so they kind of are slightly more gigantor than we are ever (laughs) (laughs) but it's going to be great because simon actually had uh uh, contacted us and he actually would like to pose a question or two to actual truck drivers people that see america Mm -hmm. and you know radio lab i listened to a couple of their shows are kind of go any way they feel. So it's gonna be kind of a
1: Yeah, they don't stick to like one specific topic. You know, we are strictly truck driving. They will go in any type of current news. They would go in anything that goes with hey, I just am curious about this type of thing. So they And they do series right, and stuff like they're that. They're very they're 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 not strictly a specific subject. So let's go ahead and,
0: and uh bring Ron in, hang out with Ron for a little bit and then we'll bring Simon in and then we'll try to get a hold of Kelly and Cody over the next half hour or so.
1: I'm laughing at my, my word of the
0: day. What is the word of the day? Real quick. While we, while we, Or do you want to wait till everybody else is on? It don't matter. Let's wait for everybody to do the word of the but
1: day. But I'm, I'm laughing at it because it's just... Yeah. Well, hold on a second. Let me get, let me get Ron. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm.
0: Bing. Hello? Trucker Ron. That's me. What's going on, brother? How you doing? This is Troy with Toxie I'm sure you already knew that. Yes. Yes, sir. I sure did. Do you have your headset on, Ron? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. I can, I'm just trying to tune into you. For some reason, you sounded a little foggy there.
2: Oh, uh, it's because I was taking my last swallow of breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Sucking it down.
0: You coffee drinker, you. So, Ron, what's, the, what's Trucker Ron eating today? Inquiring minds want to know. Other truckers. What does Trucker Ron eat on the road? Usually
2: sausage, egg, and cheese biscuits.
0: Hey, that's a man after my heart. That's my favorite. Hey, what's the only thing I get at McDonald's? Sausage, chicken, cheese. And sometimes I get the McMuffin. And sometimes just... you don't get the egg. Well, sometimes it's just the, if,
2: if it's McDonald's, I get the McMuffin. Everywhere else, it's the biscuit.
0: Hey, hey Ron, have you seen any of the McDonald's and Hardee's trucker drive-throughs yet? Have you been in one? Uh... No, I don't believe I have. Yeah, you should look one of those up, man. I, I actually seen on uh, I don't know YouTube or Facebook the other day where there's some places where truckers actually now pull up and they were showing the inside of the drive-thru where they have like a step like a stepping stool or a step, little step ladder to be able to oh, step to up, up to the, to the tr- window. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool, man.
1: I bet if you that go would, to McDonald's, if go to their website, go to their, their main website and search locations, Look for trucker break friendly, it down. Mm-hmm. trucker friendly, uh, McDonald's. Well, they'll say most of them are trucker friendly because of the parking, but I would break it down to like the trucker friendly drive free, or you could actually email them, and they'll give the response. I might just do oh, that. Oh, that'd be cool. That would be cool.
0: Put that up on TalkCDL.
1: Yeah, I think I'm uh, going to email I, I've
2: them. seen a couple of brand new McDonald's uh, open up in a couple of different places, but uh, I don't believe they had the uh, trucker drive through I wish they did, though. Yeah. That would be awesome.
0: <laughs> but, okay, Ron, you know, uh, I, we had told you previously we're going to be bringing Simon Adler on. He's the producer of Radio Lab and he's got some questions for uh, some of you uh, of our trucker friends, actually. And... Uh, Hopefully you're prepared to answer some crazy questions. I'm sure Simon's got them.
2: Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, uh, I'm sure I got I got some crazy answers for him too.
0: <laughs> that's why we brought you on, Ron.
2: Ah, okay, cool.
0: Yeah. So where are you at today? Where are you at anyways? You're in Florida now, aren't you?
2: No, actually I'm in um right now in Tifton, Georgia, waiting to go pick up a load out of uh, Moultrie, Georgia.
0: And that's coming down here.
2: Yeah, the plant study. Uh, and I'll be down there tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Hopefully, we'll be back uh, to Wildwood for pickup. Uh, well, for my wife to pick me up uh, somewhere about between noon and three.
0: Nice. Nice. Very yeah, nice.
2: And um, I do have to mention one thing. Last, uh, last night, uh, early yesterday morning, woke up. Uh, I, I had stopped early in Oak Grove, Kentucky. As you know, and that's when he called me. And uh, that night, I woke up about, must have been about 2.30 or so, or so and um, I always have uh, the nighttime radio show, Red Eye Radio, playing. And they were talking about a tornado blowing through Nashville. I'm like, whoa, I'm just about to go head into Nashville. Lo and behold, all the, all the weather reports and everything that I looked at, I'm glad I didn't stop in Nashville like I had originally planned to, praise the Lord. <laughs> but um, as I went through down I-24, um, the major metro didn't look like it was hurt too bad because all the lights were on, but you can tell down in where the residential areas were. It was all blacked out, and police officers cordoned off a bunch of sections of the uh, residential area in there.
1: So they lost power and stuff.
2: Yeah, that was kind of um, kind of spooky actually going through there. I had to say a little prayer as I drove by. But um in the rest of the interstate though didn't even look like it was touched. But anyway, I just thought I'd mention that real quick. And I think the last I heard was like twenty two died in that tornado. Oh, so sad
1: yeah it is sad when but you know unfortunately tornadoes are so work of nature that you can't really it can always get worse i I'm, I'm one of those people that it can always get worse
2: right yeah it's um it was just
1: I think people were uh, kill- I
0: think people were killed during that tornado it was on the on on the uh, national news
2: yeah I think uh, the last post I saw on it uh, on Facebook uh, they're talking about 22 people had uh, died
0: Real quick, I got about a minute left before we uh, uh, patch Simon in, but uh, we had just did an interview with a guy in St. Augustine that uh, built a house out of uh, nine shipping containers. It's, uh, we call it the trucker home. But um, oh, wow. Hurricane Irma actually destroyed his original house, but he had told us that it was an actual tornado that was spun off of Irma that came in and wiped the ha- or knocked over the tree that went through his house. Oh, wow. They're crazy, man. Hurricanes, tornadoes, a whole nine yards. Hey, listen, real quick. I'm going to go ahead and patch Simon in.
2: All right. Sounds good.
0: Hey, truck drivers, I got some hot news for you. The entertainment industry's leading trucking company is now hiring drivers we haul for some of the biggest stars in rock pop and country music plus we deliver to some of the coolest places like arenas stadiums and concert halls drivers check out this package drive less miles, about half as an average driver, and the average starting salary is $80,000, and it gets better from there. Each driver's assigned a late model, Peterbilt 579 with a customized sleeper, and on top of all that, you get a nice, full benefit package. Drivers, if you're looking to change your life to do something totally different, Something different's waiting for you now. Call us. 888-571-8476. That number again, 888-571-8476. Hey drivers, are you thinking about becoming a lease operator? Well, NCI is leasing out one to two-year-old Kenworth T680 double bunk condo tractors. Fully loaded with APU and fridge, plus The company is owned by their own product. That's right. They deliver mainly their own freight, which means your business will be thriving for a long time to come. 844-311-7076. That's 844-311-7076. And tell them Talk CDL sent you. Please, thank you.
1: You know what sucks? Shopping for truckers insurance. You know what sucks more? not having it. You want to know how to fix that? Call 800-347-53000. 7-3 and let the trucking insurance experts at Rev help you get the coverage you need without breaking the bank. Rev specializes in providing insurance of all types to small fleet owners and independent owner operators. Whether local, short haul, or long haul, Rev insurance can get you covered at a price that fits your budget. From liability damages and cargo to workers compensation and surety bonds, Rev has your back while you're out there on the road. Call 800- or visit www.revinsurance.com. That's R-E-V-I-N-S-U-R-A-N-C-E.com. That's 800-347-5373. Rev Insurance knows truckers because they only work with truckers.
3: Hello,
0: this is Simon speaking. Simon, Troy with How are you doing today?
3: All right. How's that? Can you hear us?
0: I can hear you. Can you hear us?
3: Yeah. Great, great,
0: great. Ruthann, can they hear you? Can you hear me?
3: I can hear you. Yep.
0: All right. Hey, hey Simon, um, before I go ahead and start talking, I got uh, one of the truck drivers actually on the other line. I'm going to bring him in with us. Ron? Yeah. Can you hear I'm me? There. Can you hear Simon? Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, Ron. Uh, good morning, Simon. I can hear you. So, real quick, just let me just do uh, 30 seconds here. Uh, we've got Simon Adler. He's the producer of Radiolab, a huge, huge podcast. Um, and we had actually, Simon, we've actually been on the air for about 15 minutes already talking about you and all kind of other things oh goodness Well, yeah, we and we told him basically you wanted to talk to the truckers and you got a question or two for them and and everybody's actually looking forward to it kelly's driving down the road we're going to patch her in a little bit and then we've got another truck driver named cody he's out in st louis and he's actually looking forward to saying hi also so with 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 that being said simon uh what can we do for you today brother
3: yeah, well, great. Well, first of all, thank you all so much for being willing to do this. It's sort of one of the uh, magical things about this uh, this uh, little podcast boom we're experiencing, that suddenly uh, we, we reporters who uh, sort of have passing fancies and passing interests can tap into these different worlds by, uh, by going to these different podcasts. So, so thank you all for being here and being willing to do this. Um, I come to you with sort of a strange question. Because we're working on a story looking at uh, the the United States government's continuity of government planning. And basically what that means is starting in the 1950s, uh, the government began to put together a variety of contingency plans for what would happen if the Soviet Union were to uh, drop uh, 50 or 100 nuclear bombs across the United States. Uh, What would happen in the moments leading up to those detonations? And then more importantly, what would happen in the two... Uh, to five years after, what what different responsibilities would different federal agencies take on?
1: Well, I I did and see I did see a movie that had something similar to that. Resident I Evil mean, and you know certain other movies. Like that. You don't well, go don't anywhere. Get the day after. <laughs> the, the day after. Yeah. So this isn't the zombie apocalypse. This is
0: this is the Soviet Union apocalypse.
3: Exactly. Well, and I suppose you know they probably could use the same plans were uh, were zombies to come as well. I, I don't think it was strictly for <laughs> for nuclear warfare. So I'm I'm coming to the question. You the question very briefly. What, what, what's really intrigued me in all this planning is uh, the the National Archives uh, was tasked with picking basically like the eight objects they wanted to save in uh, the face of a nuclear attack. So. Clearly, the United States has uh, ephemera, artifacts, memorabilia dating back to the 1600s in these warehouses in D.C. Uh, if they wanted to pick six objects because they only had the space on the helicopter to get them out uh, for six, like what what would those six objects be? They picked some weird ones uh, like Lincoln's medical records, uh, the log of the USS Monitor, which was a Civil War battleship, uh, the Japanese surrender documents, as well as the Constitution, Bill of Rights, and Declaration of Independence. And so, finally, the reason I've come to you all is you all see more of America on a weekly basis than just about anybody. And so what, what's the artifact that you think should be put on that list today? If you were to pick one item to symbolize what America has been, what it is, and what it, what it could be, uh, what, what would you put on the list? But and, I'll, and if you need to, I'll give you a two, but I really would like one.
0: So, but the ground rules are it has to fit in a helicopter. That's first ground rule, correct?
3: Well, uh, I'm going to bend the rules a little bit for everybody, but yeah, let's start with it has to fit in a helicopter.
1: Yeah, because I mean, honestly, you're talking to truckers, so it should be able to fit in a tractor trailer. <laughs>
0: There you <laughs> That's, That's a: good one, It there, should
1: go. fit in a container, whether it be a regular drive-in or a or even
0: on a flatbed where you can strap
1: it.: That's down. true. a flatbed would be better. Yeah, yeah, but, flatbed would be better.
0: Ron, what would you save in the United States? What icon you've you, Ron, you've been in every 48 state, haven't you? Oh yeah.
2: Yeah, in the continental U.S. Yes, I have. Yeah. So uh, what, the one that it would have to be the U.S Constitution. I mean that that right there is the symbol of what our our country is, really.
3: Wow, and uh, yeah, well, I, I agree with you that that's an important one. Uh, and so, you would want to make sure that the physical U.S. Constitution made it on that helicopter. If, if I can ask, well,
2: say, say a little bit more about that. Why, why, why would that be the one for you? Well, that would the U.S. Constitution is the basic foundation of how a, in my humble opinion, how a society should behave. You know, yeah. If you have to restart a civilization or something like that, that's that's really a beautiful foundation to start with Okay. You know, if i had one more one more i would say the bill of rights as well okay
3: and any anything weirder than that like is there any uh yeah like because th- those are really foundational documents obviously too, right. to this nation like, do you have any sort of weirder ones for how you would want america to be rebuilt uh and, and a symbol uh, that could help make america be rebuilt in a newer better uh more collaborative way
2: wow um I got one. Uh blueprints, blueprints for like uh, certain stadiums uh and certain um maybe buildings that are safe from any type of attack. Blueprints like that. All right. Interesting. Okay, you have any
3: building in particular in mind? Uh
2: Something you've seen, uh, Ron. I don't know. Your, your, your brand-new football stadiums, uh, they seem to be uh, able to withstand a lot.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, well, what's the newest football stadium these days? I don't know. Like, I'm trying to
2: think who, who recently built the stadium. Oh, my goodness. Can i go by through a lot of them. Um, <laughs> and it's kind of hard to pick one out. I think maybe... The ones with the super domes on them. Uh, the one in Minnesota, I believe, is um, Ruthann's right.
0: gonna. Ruth Ann's gonna ask somebody that knows more than you, Ron. She's gonna ask Robert Google. No, that'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? We're just getting started here. Let me let me bring in Kelly or Cody real quick and and let them join us real quick. Hold on one second, okay?
1: Okay, it's Actually, not great. the stadium I thought it was. See, I honestly thought the newest stadium would have been somewhere in New Orleans, but. It is the newest full-time NFL stadium, Safi Stadium in Inglewood, California, home of the Los Angeles Rams.
2: Oh, yeah, the Los Angeles Raiders. I forgot about them.
1: Rams. Oh, no, it's Los Los Angeles Rams, Los Angeles Chargers, Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, home of the Las Vegas Raiders. So they changed their names.
3: Everything's upside down in the NFL these days, huh? Yeah.
1: It is. No,
0: that's true. Kelly Yeah, oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Kelly, I've got Simon Adler with us, the producer of Radio Lab. I got Ron, trucker Ron, you know Ron real well, and of course little Miss Ruth Ann. And uh you Hey, say hi to Simon Kelly. Hi Simon, nice
4: to meet you. Hey Kelly, good to meet you as well. Where where are you right
3: now?
0: Kelly? Yes, can you still hear me? Yeah, you're, you're, uh, your truck's pretty loud, but that's cool. Where, where are you at? Simon's asking where you're at.
4: I'm in Lamar, Mississippi.
0: Lamar, Mississippi.
4: Wow, and you're on the road right now.
0: Oh, yeah. She's in a tractor trailer driving. <laughs> okay. Kelly, can uh, you hear true. Simon? No, I can only hear you. Here, let me crank him up a little bit. It was. If I had to save something, then... Let me just merge her real quick. Hello. Oh, my gosh. Let me turn that down. That was a blast, oh, Can you hear me? Kelly, can you hear oh. Simon now? Hey, check, check, check. Can you hear me, Kelly? Yes, I hear you loud and clear. All right. Wow, that's
3: a
4: lot better. <laughs> yeah, I can hear you. in the background. It's, uh, it's not really that loud on my end. It just modifies in the phone, I think. What, what, you said you're in Mississippi. What are you looking out at right now? Uh, a two-lane backwoods road in Mississippi, a bunch of trees and dirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, uh, Troy, you mind if I ask
3: Kelly my question as well? Go right ahead, brother. Okay, Kelly. Uh, so we're doing this story where we're trying to ask people what sort of for one object, if they had to pick one or two objects that symbolize America, that they would want to be put on the helicopter to be saved before a nuclear attack, what sort of those items would be? and you've clearly seen more of America than most driving around it. And so I'm curious, what, 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 what's the item that you think most symbolizes America and that you'd want to be used to rebuild America?
0: A symbol for America? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, what would you say, what iconic symbol that you see in the United States that you feel should be saved if, if the United States was about to be uh, destroyed by some kind of a nuclear war or something? the american flag the american flag boy these truckers are so patriotic go ahead simon it's everywhere you know people
4: complain because everybody has different ideas of what's going on and somebody's ticking down the flag or whatever but it's still up all over the world Yes it is but well, how about is there anything sort of uh more of the truth Any, anything anything uh, less straightforwardly American that you'd want to save, like a McDonald's Big Mac or something? Oh,
0: no, no, no. But let's not save McDonald's at all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, it's funny when he first posed the question, I thought of that video on YouTube that the guy put that McDonald's hamburger in for five years and then in the shoebox and then opened it back up and it was exactly like it was when he put it in five years previous. It had so many chemicals in it that it, it was preserved for five years. If you're talking like an American, USA restaurant, I would have to go with the IHOP. You'd save an IHOP? Okay.
1: But they do have all food. They got breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You can cover every kind of ground there.
4: And it's everywhere, yes. So would you want to save like a,
3: a, 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 a diner mug from ihop or like just a stack of pancakes? What, what specifically would you want to save
0: from ihop?
3: I would say that I have coffee mug a coffee
0: mug okay. Hey Simon can,
3: shake and shake.
0: Simon, do you mind yeah, if I kind of interject here I, and, and, and maybe go, go on, if you guys think about this, Ron and Kelly, Think about something more on the basis of what is something you really love and cherish, like maybe uh, something you really, really love seeing all the time you wouldn't want to see destroyed. What would that be you want to save? You know what mine would be? Mine would be a big old 379 Pete. That's what I'd save.
4: Mine would be my truck. What, what kind you know, of truck? What do you got? Right Not necessarily my truck, but, you know, the American... and. Yeah, the 379 Troy looks really pretty, but it's not really very useful on the road. What the heck is a 379? I, I, you gotta help me out here. It's a long nose Peterbilt.
0: Yeah, it's what they call a hood. It's, it's the big one.
1: Just like cars. It's the long nose one. Uh, Just like cars, trucks come in different names, and each maker has specific names and just like your Ford F-150, Peterbilt has the 379s, the 579s. They have all different brands of to that, too. Models. So, yeah. Models. And and, that, and and that's the big one. And that's okay. one of choice favorites.
4: They have big, most of them, the 379 is gonna have a very long squared off nose. Okay. And there's a few freight liners. the older Freightliners, the classics. That have the big squared off nose but mostly you see the big peterbilts out there there are the 379s and the 389s out there with the big long squared off noses i mean they look huge now i drive a freightliner coronata it doesn't have quite as big a nose but the peterbilts don't turn as well that's why i say they're not very useful out on the
0: road <laughs> <Got> it. <laughs> you'd get a lot of arguments there go ahead Simon.
3: Yeah. Why would you want to save your truck or, or one of these trucks? What
4: does uh does the semi truck represent something American to you? It is. Yes. It is the way Americans roll down the road and get everything we
1: own. Exactly. That's how you have everything in your house. Everything in the stores comes from a tractor trailer.
0: If you bought it, we brought it. And here's the thing, Simon. That's actually a really good question because if you look at European trucks, we have a lot of listeners over in Europe that are truckers. And every one of their trucks are more like a cab over than anything. They're tight. They're small bunks. These guys, literally, some of them actually put a hammock in their truck to be able to sleep. They don't have the kind of trucks Americans have. You know how Americans have giant houses? Well, we have giant cars, giant trucks. When you look at America truckers versus the rest of the world, I'm telling you, when you get in a Peterbilt or one of those Coronados, Kelly's right. The comfort, it's like it's like living in an RV, our trucks. You wouldn't believe the inside of these things. So, yeah, I could see why they'd want to save one. Yeah, well, and tell, tell me more about why, why are American trucks so much more comfortable. I, I believe it's the roads. Um, a lot of the European drivers were telling us that because they have a lot of tighter roads. If you ever look at some of the videos over there, these guys are driving on more one-lane, windy, curvy roads with roundabouts and stuff versus America with all the big, giant interstates. I mean, that's really one of the conclusions I come to, but it's it's clearly a difference in tractor trailers when you look at them. I mean, some of them actually have told us they have only a couple Peterbilts, but they have a lot of Kenworths and Freightliners over there, but more cab overs than
1: anything. Some of those videos, Simon, have a driver where they have to see really right over out their window so they can see if they're going to fall off the cliff or not. That's how tight it is. Wow. Yeah, it's scary. I would never do it. <laughs> I don't want to walk on that, let alone drive on it. Well, and
3: yeah. if you would, tell me a little bit more about how you feel. And any of you can answer this, but how how central trucking is to America?
1: It's 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 the it's the heart of it. If you don't have a tractor trailer bringing you your merchandise, you would have to farm all your food. If you would have to make all your clothes, think of
4: it like this. If you did not have a truck on the road, a truck and a trailer on the road, you would be going to the store to pick up everything, you know, uh, in a horse and buggy, because you don't have a car, because you don't have a truck to bring it to you. Yeah. And you don't have any house supplies because the truck didn't bring it to the store for you to pick up in your car. If the truck didn't deliver to you.
2: Right.
4: So
3: you guys want to put a, a, one of these three to nines on like, a, on like a, some sort of uh, something lifted up by the helicopter, and that's what you want flown out of the Capitol.
0: Yeah, you a would need a military helicopter for this thing. <laughs>
1: yeah. Cargo plane. We'll get you a military helicopter. <laughs> okay. A cargo plane. Yeah, for sure. Hey, Kelly.
0: Yes. I'm going to cut you, uh, you uh, only because of the truck and all I, uh, for this segment. I'm going to go ahead and grab Cody and bring him in, okay? Okay. Is that cool? We really appreciate it. Simon, did you need anything else from Kelly? Uh,
4: Kelly, do you mind just introducing yourself, saying your name, who you are, where you're from? Sure. My name's Kelly McCauley. They call me Smiley out on the road. I'm from East Tennessee, a little town called Kingston. But I'm originally from Oklahoma, so I'm kind of inbred over there. (laughs) (laughs) And what what are you hauling right now? Right now I have a load of steel Going to Vihalia, Mississippi Lovely Okay,
0: thank you so much Kelly Good chatting with you Thank you, have a lovely day See you soon Kelly See you Kelly Hey Simon Yes sir I should have mentioned that Kelly actually owns a uh, Facebook page called The Only Lady Trucker And you should see this lady She's about, I'd say about 140 pounds Real thin And she actually drives a flatbed And picks up big chains and tarps, and one of the jobs that a lot of men don't even want to do. She's pretty cool.
3: (laughs) Okay, that's great. She could kick my ass, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, she definitely (laughs) could kick all our asses. I wouldn't want an arm wrestler. So, Simon, real quick, I wanted to answer something for you. You had mentioned about the American trucker and what it really means, and Kelly started to touch on that. If you really think about this, there's a you can look reports up, but they say if. If the trucking industry went on strike, within three days, there would be panic in the country because there'd be no milk, no water, no eggs, babies couldn't eat. It would just be pandemonium, and people would literally go into a, a an insane need for the basics because that stuff is delivered every day. Our
2: there's a zombie mode.
1: Well, our country got very comfortable with having products made for us and brought to us. If you went back, generations upon generations, and way back to basically, in the very beginning, you would people farm their own land. They made their own clothes. They milked their own cows. They had their chickens. They had everything they needed on their property. They built their house by the the logs oh. on their property. That's what it would go back to because, lumber for your houses the cement for your houses so all that's brought in by a truck
0: ruth Ann's going back to little house in the prairie i w- yeah.
1: it, it went back further than that <laughs> what are you talking about little well, house in the prairie had lumber yards still
3: <laughs> well so you're saying that it wouldn't take a nuclear attack to, to put us back there it would just take a, a trucker strike
1: it would it would it pretty would, much it, yeah it could yeah i mean if you seriously think <laughs> about it the only thing that that I mean, you would be able to start to have to bring everything in. They used to say that with the trains, people would bring if everything came on a train. The thing is, is from the train to the store, you still need to have a truck. So there's nothing that can get into a store without being on a tractor. Mm-hmm.
0: If, if you bought it, we brought it. And that's just a fact. Are you you, It's hard. I've actually sat down and said, let's try to figure one thing that I don't have that did, at least didn't touch a truck at one time. It's hard to find that. Hmm. Maybe a local. What's that?
3: No, yes, sir. I was just wondering, do you all see your jobs as sort of as as an act of patriotism? Like, clearly, if if you see trucking as the backbone of the country, do you see it as a patriotic duty or a, a patriotic task to be that backbone?
1: You know, I would say so. To be honest, some drivers might. Yeah, and in fact, if you talk to a lot of truck
0: drivers, they they truly have the heart of, I, I really am helping feed America, I'm helping clothe America. A lot of them have that attitude, and quite frankly, they're right. They really, they really are, and some of these guys, Simon, you would not believe the hours these guys work in a week. Some of these guys are gone from their families three, four weeks, sometimes two, three months at a time before they even see home. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy.
1: Yep, that's me. Well, not only that, but if you think about it, the one thing that I was going to suggest that we would keep would be our memorial that we have on um, the wall. For, and for the veterans. And it's, it's, it's transported around on a tractor trailer. Yeah, that's right. So that was one of the things that I would try and say we should try and keep because that shows who fought for our country. And there's also... The so much memorabilia—I can't even say that word memorabilia. right now. Thank you. That we have that's etched in granite or in you know the different material, the stones that represent certain stages that America has gone through. And if you're uh, wanting, may
2: I add some to that,
1: Ruthanne? Sure.
2: Um, everywhere I go, particularly in Kansas and some of the more midwestern states, I see a lot of VFWs that have. Tanks and uh, other memorabilia from past wars right, and things yeah. like that. That would also be awesome too. Well, uh, they also they have the POW flag uh, flying just below the American flag, so on and so forth.
1: There was things like that. there was also something else that I thought of while we we're sitting there and everybody was talking. I was listening to Simon saying, "What odd stuff can you think of? What weirder things?" Of course, the ball of yarn came in my mind. You know, the largest ball of yarn, but Aside from that, if we're going to go through a major apop- apopogaly- Ap- apocalypse, boy, my tongue won't want to work on this. Um, what are you going to end up getting into as far as diseases? You know, everything's going to get burnt out, but what's going to c- be created? So, so I are you would saying want, like a
0: Walgreens, save a Walgreens.
1: No, I would save like a the, aid. I would save the smartest scientist that we have. I would just say, come on, you're coming with me. And I would say, get your equipment together. We're going to save your little beakers, your Bunsen burners, get everything together, because you're going to person that's going to at least save my life with your amoxicillin. So you're <laughs> so, saying, so
0: basically what you're saying was, it's a good thing the professor was on
1: Gilligan's Island? You're darn right. Is that what you're saying? He's the one that sustained them. <laughs> oh, okay. I
2: know one thing we can save that would help everybody.
0: Walmart. <laughs> nah, would you I save would, a Walmart? I, <laughs> no. I don't think you can fit a Walmart on a helicopter, man. <laughs> 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 yeah, I tried.
3: <laughs> I, I would wait, say. Wait, wait, can, gonna... I, can I go back to your? Can I go back to your statement about a uh, about a scientist? So you're saying, sort of, let's forget about like stop being so romantic with all of these objects and symbols. Like, let's just save experts because they are actually what's going to save us. It's Americans that are going to save us moving forward, not some totems of the past.
1: Exactly. We can keep as much memories as we want, and we could say this is something that's good to keep. The American flag, yes, that's what we did. The Constitution, honestly, our Constitution is being threatened constantly. The same with our amendments, the same with all of that. Why save something? If you're going to end up having to start and rebuild, rebuild something that's going to last better, and that you're going to learn from all the mistakes that was made in the first time around. I would say save the people that are going to end up surviving and making a better world in the beginning. And that would be the people that can create the, the machines that can create I, I would, the I medicines. Would
0: probably, you
2: know, I would probably save Donald Trump.
0: Well, here's, here's, here's I just wanted to interject for Ruth Ann for a second. Going on, so Simon said six things that could fit on a helicopter. He said he'd give us two. But if we go with what Ruth Ann's saying, we're probably looking at a scientist. A trucker, a doctor, maybe a teacher, somebody that's a builder, and most likely somebody that knows how to make good ice cream.
1: You darn right! Ice cream is a necessity. Would that not be the six people you <laughs> say? A chef.
0: Oh, a chef. Well, that's me. Well, that
1: would be that would be the, that would be the person that can make ice cream. So you have your chef, your doctor, your scientist. Well, what about the little? Your people? carpenter. What about the little
0: people? They just die like cockroaches, or What, what do we do with them?
1: No, but that that's not, not they we're just making sure that they survived. The little people like us, we're we're, we're still surviving because he said you get the certain things and you keep it as a memorabilia. you know, like memorabilia. a memorabilia. Yeah. So we're just going to shove our 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 people in the helicopter and say, "Get comfortable, you know, here's your stuff, get comfortable. We'll visit you daily." <laughs> Just keep keep creating some stuff.
0: <laughs> Go ahead, Simon.
3: Well, yeah, Ron, I'm curious. You're saying that you'd save Donald Trump. Tell me about that. Why Why Donald Trump?
2: Because he's very intelligent and he knows how to allocate his resources to. Uh, how should I put it? Get things done, pretty much. That's all. You I'm think thinking. his leadership is is very inspirational? That's for sure. Got it. I mean, you
3: think he'd be a good sort of project manager in the rebuilding of the country? Oh, absolutely.
2: Absolutely, without doubt.
3: Well, doubt. I'm very interested uh, that, 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 that some of you think that we should dispense with, with the artifacts and just save people. Uh, I, I, I sort of like that idea. I guess my question would then be, do you think something would be lost if we decided... Uh, let, let forget about all the artifacts, let's use this last helicopter to bring some, some six more people. Instead of six objects, let's bring six more people. Uh, what would be lost in that, sort of spiritually or uh, patriotically, if all of America's artifacts were vaporized?
1: Well, if you look at it this way, Simon, they already started taking down statues that were huge impacts in the creation of, of the United States, the people, Robert E. Lee, those they were making us take those statues down for purposes that did they take Lee down? They took tons of. I just used him as an example. That was I don't a general. know general. That was a general. Did they take him down? They've go taken ahead. down tons of different stuff for different representations. So go ahead, answer. So first. those artifacts that you're stating that we would want to save, what what? what purpose would they be if they're already trying to destroy and take away other stuff that was just as significant in the in in the progression of the United States? If we keep our scientists and maybe keep, you know, certain other artifacts are still good, but if you're looking at a size, the Constitution, the amendments, the Bill of Rights, all those things are so small, you could just pack them up in a suitcase. The... Uh, Can I clarify what I think I
3: I hear you saying? Uh huh. And uh, are you saying it's going to be so contentious to figure out what are the right objects, the right symbols, that we should just say, forget it, let's start over and save
4: the people?
1: Yeah, that's pretty close to what it would be. If you want to start over and make a a country back to being a great country again, get, you know, putting your, your idea on a item itself that's kind of more like being um well idolistic first of all that's not what built our country you know it's what you felt about that item that about that. that that got that started what we felt as far as being a country what we felt about you know the constitution yeah. the constitution itself was just a bunch of words on paper that people signed they created it but it's what we felt about it that really made us progress forward as far as being a country. So if you're using that item as being what is better to save, we could just start over by saying, Okay, this is what it said. You could have a picture of it. It doesn't that's not what's really made this country the country it is.
0: That's true. If you're gonna save the constitution, you're gonna have your cell phone and you just take a selfie with it and and, yeah. and you got it anyways. There you go.
3: You
1: don't even have to include it. Exactly.
3: I love how practical you all are being, that this is about, that this is not about these, these objects, this is about the people and uh, get, having the right tools on hand for those people.
1: Exactly, but Troy kind of likes his Peterbilt. You know, so he he might have the object in mind. That, or maybe a Corvette. You know how I feel about them too. Yeah. Them. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I would actually want to save my mattress and my memory foam.
0: Yeah, that's that, then now that's a now that's a good object to save. I'm serious because you remember the old mattresses. I
1: don't like sleeping on the floor. I mean, I it's
0: hard to even go to a good hotel because half of them don't even have the mattress we have.
1: No. There you go, Simon. Mattress, <laughs> it's got to go
0: in. Yeah. Okay. That's a, Hey, I want to bring one what more. What would you want
1: to say? Yeah, Simon. I was going to ask
0: Simon that. I want to let, see what, what Simon what? would want. Hey, wait! Before we do that, and you got the word of the day. Before we let him go, let me let me bring Cody in for a second. Okay. Is that okay? I want to bring one more truck driver in. He's out in St. Louis area. Great. Okay, one second. Cody. He tried to call me.
1: He's probably wondering why. He's
0: going well, he Forgot me. Wait, I'll mess with him. <laughs> Cody. Cody. Yes. Hey, man, I'm sorry. The show's already over. Simon left. He didn't like us. Oh, he didn't like you? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> hey, hey, Cody, real quick. This is Simon Adler from Radio Lab. He's the producer, and he's got a really cool nice question. Nice to meet you, he said. Uh, first off, can you hear each other? Uh,
3: I can hear you, Cody. Can you hear me? Yes, So clear.
0: I'm going to let Simon Great. ask you a question he's got for the, uh, a thing that they're doing for their show. So go right ahead, Simon. All right, cool. Well, so first of all, Cody, where, where are you at the moment?
5: Right now I'm at the Burlington Northern San Francisco Rail Yard in St. Louis, Missouri, hooking up to my container to go to Evansville.
3: Wow, okay. Uh, what's the weather like?
5: Actually, nice outside. I'm in a T-shirt. Beautiful, blue skies. Actually feels like spring for once.
3: Great. Well, hey, so here's the question that uh, Troy has been so kind as to let me come on and ask. So if you were tasked with picking one artifact, one item uh, to save that represents America, what would that item be? And and what I'm specifically asking is, uh, imagine that you are in Washington, D.C. or your hometown or wherever. You hear that nuclear that ICBMs carrying nuclear missiles are coming for you uh you have one spot on a helicopter to put one object to save to help rebuild america
5: what would that item be Uh, it probably had to be the declaration of independence just because that's kind of our laws and govern for starting out society
3: for sure anything else anything uh maybe that would
5: probably be my other thing
3: Okay, let's say that there's an American flag. You got the Declaration of Independence, Constitution, Bill of Rights. Those are already on the on the helicopter. What, what, what would be your? Uh, what, what else would you say?
0: Oof.
5: Barbecue.
0: Barbecue. That's, that's actually a tough question. Pull pork. Barbecue. You're in <laughs> St. Louis. Barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> Cody,
5: Cody. That's actually a very good question. Cody,
0: I'm you've honestly, run over the road. What do you, What do you see? That's an American icon that that you'd want to save and it doesn't have to be an actual artifact it could be anything anything that you feel would really help
1: the largest skillet
5: well that's what i said i'm thinking that's that's a good question i've never really been asked before because there's so many different aspects to that question.
0: Yeah, because there's Cody,
5: so many different artifacts, it's hard to narrow down to just one.
0: Yeah, because you don't you don't get to save the declaration or the flag because Ruth Ruthann already grabbed the flag and and Ron grabbed the declaration before you, so it's oh, already gone. Ke-
1: Kelly got the flag. Oh, Kelly got the
5: flag. Yes, yeah. yes. So see, that's what I said. That'd be that'd be a great great question, man. Because that that's one that's honestly left me stumped. You know what I saved? What I grabbed?
0: Cody, you know what I saved? What?
5: 379, Pete. Ooh, that'd be a good one. You got that right. Well, okay. Well, I don't think we can fit a W900 in a helicopter. No. <laughs>
3: what the hell is a W900? That's
5: a, that's a Kenworth. But, that's, the, that's, a, that's Kenworth's version of, the, well, basically their competitor to the 379.
3: Okay, another big truck
5: with a big yeah. long nose. I mean, that's American. W900 long nose. You have a
0: Go ahead.
3: With with, with I, I I was I, I was just going to ask, Troy. You mentioned that somebody uh, who might who might be able to call in was was uh, has actually done deliveries to some of the caves and bunkers. Is that, that the, that's is Cody. That True.
0: That's the guy on
5: the that, phone that, right that's now. Me. That's me. Yep. I've done I've done the caves. I've done the caves in Quincy. I've done a handful of times, and I've been to the Lenexa, Kansas caves once in a fifty-three foot trailer, which that was not fun and nerve wracking.
3: Tell me about when you say these caves, what what are you referring to? Are these government bunkers?
5: No. What what these are used to be they're old. A lot of times they're like uh, lime mines or uh, salt. I know some of them are salt mines. I'm not real sure what the one in Lenexa was, but it's basically underground uh, where they used to mine. And Mm -hmm. then once they got done mining them, they they turned them into underground storage facilities because it's a constant temperature out of the elements, stuff like that. It's uh, normally they're like a cool about sixty degrees all year round. And, and they're
3: owned by the federal government.
5: Some some are, some are, and then other ones like I've been to are publicly. They're publicly owned. They're basically industrial uh, ones. I know. I think the one in Kansas City, I believe they hold uh, a bunch of the original uh, movie films. They put them in storage down there, so nothing happens to them. Uh, Interesting. And that they hold—I I remember seeing a, a documentary where they hold basically all the original Star Wars tapings, the original films from the cameras are stored down there.
3: Huh. what, so what were you bringing down there?
5: Uh, of all things, flooring material to a uh, sh- a receiver down there.
3: Okay. That they were going to build a floor with, with the materials you were bringing in there in the cave. No,
5: things, no, they were. No, it's actually a uh, flooring distributor had a facility okay. down there. Got it. So okay. said a lot, Some of these, they turn them into basically industrial parks. I don't really see the point in some of it, but besides making me want to pull the hair out of my head, try not to hit my trailer on stuff, but there's a business aspect to it. I just don't know what it is.
3: Well, and you're, it sounds like you're saying it's a difficult
5: gig because v- it's very so difficult. Narrow. It's narrow. It's narrow. It's tight. There's not a lot of room. You have no cell service because you're underground. So you you call in. You get your instructions before you even go down there. Now there is stuff on the pillars. I'll say you need to go here. But it don't take much to get screwed up and turned around
2: or lost. Sure, I believe that.
5: Uh,
3: well, l- let me ask you, like, while, while we've been talking, has anything come to mind for uh, what one strange artifact you'd want to save?
5: Uh, I'm still thinking, man, because it honestly stumps me. At, like, one true American artifact. You know what? How about a CB radio? That's a true, tr- for the trucking side of things, a CB radio is a true American artifact, artifact. from a trucking standpoint. I mean, that'd be something we could keep.
0: Yep. That's like one of the most basic tools too. That just goes off of radio, r- regular radio frequencies. Um, uh, what does CB stand for, Ron? Citizen band. Citizen band. Citizen band. That's it right there. And you can communicate without having to hook up to anything except a battery. That's that's a good answer, man. Well,
5: technically, what? you need an antenna too.
1: <laughs> and another one that you can communicate with, but. <laughs> Go ahead, Simon.
3: Yeah, I, I really like that answer. When, uh, when if you if I can ask, like, when did you, like, did you have a CB radio as a kid, or how did you, when, when were you first introduced to a CB radio?
5: I was introduced to it uh, as a kid. My grandfather was a trucker. He's how I got into this line of work. He had done it for over 40 years as an owner. And he okay. gave me, I mean, he had one of his pickup truck, you know, and I used to hear him back in the early, late 90s, He'd, he'd talk to some of his friends that he'd seen. He'd holler at him in his pickup. And that was kind of my first introduction. And he gifted me his radio when I got into trucking. And that's kind of how I got into everything.
0: What, and uh, what, what was your grandpa? Did your grandpa have a CB handle?
5: Uh, Apple Knocker was his.
0: Appleknocker, I like that one. That's awesome, Why? man. Why Apple Knocker?
5: Because he used to be an old farm boy back in the back in the day. And okay one of their jobs they'd have to go around on the apple trees and they'd shake them and knock them down
0: that's, that's classic that's kind of
5: the joke that I was told granted I have no clue if my grandfather's b s m e or not on that but that's just how the story goes
0: Simon what what would your handle be if you got your CD you know it's a it's called the class A CDL the 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 trucker license if you got yours today what would your handle be
3: what would my handle be uh that's a really good mm what the hell would my handle be? Well, okay, no, I have one. My, my handle would be Cobalt Jackson.
0: Co- what was that again? It
3: would, it would be Cobalt Jackson. Cobalt, like
5: is long of a, That's almost too long of a handle. You
0: need something what? easy you can just holler around the Just Cobalt. Oh, why
5: can't yeah, he? That's yeah, a good one. It's his
0: own handle. You can't name him. He, he already no, said I he's Cobalt. I appreciate the advice. I appreciate the advice.
2: Uh, how about Cobalt J?
0: Yeah, she's shaking right, her head. I guess yeah, be it's been approved.
2: <laughs> okay mine would be uh monster bolt you
0: you guys want to know what Ruth Ann and mine is tell Please. thunder and lightning
5: let's see if troy knows mine
0: Ooh. i forget
5: no no you know mine because it was my business name
0: um, um
5: Co- kojak
2: kojak kojak oh, yeah. kojak's good kojak with a kodak Hey.
5: Yeah, that's everybody. Everybody laughs when I tell them that. Hey, I got
0: to. I got to tell you though. When you said this, that w- the uh, government cave was saving things like Star Wars, probably Shirley Temple, all those old Elvis films or whatever. That's actually a uh, a good thought. If you're a movie buff, all those Star Wars, man, that's definitely an American symbol.
1: Oh, all the movies. Yeah, that was really cool. Movies, music, all of that stuff—you know, United States—you pro, know, progressed a lot in that. Absolutely. You look at what
0: everybody tries to mock the United—you know—it tries to copy and and uh, emulate uh, us. And one of them is definitely movies, and 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 singers, and 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 you know, all kinds of things like that. Mm-hmm. That's that's really
1: that's a good answer. All right, Simon, your turn. What would you keep?
3: See, I'm the question asker, not the question answer.
1: <laughs> it always comes back. Nope. Yeah. What would I save? Mm-hmm.
3: Um, Pizza. There, there is a there's a record made by this company KPM. It's a vinyl record, and they made it in the 80s, and it was meant to parody every sort of classical. American music trope. So they wrote like a a blues song and they wrote like the Going West orchestral song, uh, none of which actually are in any way emotive but simultaneously capture uh, the essence of what all of these emotive songs uh, uh, conjured. And so I think I would pick that because it's both uh, calling back to history but sort of wiping it of all of its messiness Uh, So that's
0: what I would pick. And I just thought of what I would probably pick over everything.
3: Okay, let's
4: hear
0: it. This is Troy's answer. I would want Google downloaded onto a drive, because obviously we wouldn't have internet at that time, to where I could rig something up to be able to look up everything, (laughs) including YouTube videos, how to do's. uh, I'm telling you, Google. I would want. So you'd
1: want the internet downloaded on on a drive?
0: Google's made me smarter. You know he has.
1: Well, I do. He's know, my best friend. I do know Siri has.
0: Siri, I like Siri too, yes. but I would take Google over Siri. Well, yeah, absolutely.
1: So Google can over I, Siri gets her information. Can I put Google in the uh, helicopter? Uh,
3: uh, sure yeah why not I'll say yes I'll okay. server yeah what I mean, is so hard drive
0: exactly? So Simon, you got more questions for us? Well,
3: if, if I can ask Cody one more question, uh, Cody, what do you use your CB radio now for?
5: Uh, I do. I use it for two things because I actually have a special radio. Mine's one of the more powerful ones out there, so okay. I use it for two things. I either sit and go talk to basically traffic accidents or any backups stuff like that. But I also, I'm a, kind of a CB hobbyist. When the conditions are right, we do a thing called skip, and I can actually reach all the way to the East Coast if the conditions are right.
0: What is it like a ham radio?
5: It, basically, you you can just I've only done it a handful of times, but basically you just say your call signs. A lot of us are in clubs, radio clubs. Like I'm an IRC 024, Kojak. So not waving. So you go like that, and then if somebody can pick up, I've actually talked on a barefoot, barefoot, not even peaked or tune 29. I've talked to a guy in Alabama before from
0: St. Louis. And you and and you just chat
3: with him. Yeah. And is it like just a way to sort of pass the time as you're moving through the night driving or?
5: Uh, Sometimes.
3: Interesting. Uh, What did you and this Alabama guy talk about? Do you remember?
5: This was actually back when I was in high school and I had my Cobra in my uh, truck, on my car. And what I remember, I think we just talked about a little bit of everything, to be honest.
3: Well, I got to say, I really like the CB radio as a choice because it's both both, uh, sentimental. And practical, because clearly it would be helpful um, for people to be able to use it to communicate in this post-apocalyptic world.
5: Exactly. That or a VHF radio. Lucky.
3: What is what's a VHF
5: radio? Very high frequency range. It's basically what first responders use. Um, basically, it can reach very long distances.
0: Well, is basically that good the it.
5: first cell phones in a way?
0: Cody, that's not the same right. as a ham radio, is it?
5: Yeah, that's well. Yeah, technically, I a ham is classified as a
1: VHF in a way.
0: I've got a friend that has a ham radio, it looks like a CB, and he talks to people in China.
1: Australia, I remember Yeah, him. yeah
0: it's insane. He's got a tower outside his house for an antenna.
5: Oh, yeah. <laughs> then he can reach all across the world. I know a guy in Australia that I'm friends with on Facebook, and that, that's exactly what he does. He can talk to China. He, you have to be you know, licensed. He all the way to like Europe. Yeah, he's got he, a license. Yeah, you have
1: to be licensed to have a ham. One thing that that truckers, the CB radio represents a lot to them because if they are ones that use it, which we are really pro CB radios, is if there's a driver that has them and they're using them, when they're driving down the road, if there's an accident, they can warn other drivers so that you don't have these large, massive death pileups on the interstates and that's what the CB is supposed to help with is to help with that and also traffic and and getting to different areas and directions for if you're going into a small town that you're not familiar with and stuff
0: so Simon came in in handy last week yeah so Simon if you wanted to hear a basic CB conversation it would go something like this hey eastbound go ahead westbound how does it look behind you? Well, you got one taking your picture at the 50, another one at the 102, and then you got the uh, scale house checking for ground pressure. What do you got behind you? Well, it's all clear to the border. Make a run for it. That's literally a CB conversation between two truckers. Would you like me to turn mine on, Troy? And, and then see if I
5: can get it, somebody? Uh, can you uh, if do you want
0: to. Yeah, turn it on, man. I got, mine on, I got mine on right next to me. Let me see if you can get a break.
5: Let's see. Oh, Break, break, one, nine. Co. Jack, anybody give me a radio check out there? Come on,
0: turn it up, Jody.
5: 10 4, good buddy, thank you. I'll uh, be able to hear that at all. How's the traffic going up 4 4? Anybody know 10 4? He's bound backed up 10 4, thank you. That's exactly what it's used for. Three mile back up, and
0: I what's that on 70? 44, oh, I'm 44.
5: Eastbound ba- east or westbound because I got it. Anybody knows that eastbound or westbound, 44 backed up. <laughs> and that's exactly the road I got to go. So we are going to take the back way. See, that's why it benefits. <laughs> I could sit in traffic or I can just go an extra mile and a half and take 64. That's where the CBs come in handy in my line of work. Most right. guys don't use them. They see it as an antiquated technology, which it is. It's an older technology. But that radio has saved me more times than I care to admit. Absolutely. That radio has helped yep. me out. Well, and
0: What
3: are people, if, if it's seen as an antiquated technology by lots of folks these days, what are they using instead?
0: Uh, Google Maps and They're trying to use apps, which are, are absolutely not even close to what the CB. Some of these guys, including my son, they have like these apps that are supposed to warn you what's up ahead. Well, mm-hmm. there's absolutely no app. That can say to you, there's an accident. Somebody just rolled over around the turn, a quarter mile ahead of you. The CB is the only thing that you can be warned on. And actually, like Cody just said, I've been saved a million times when I was out on the road as a truck driver. When somebody said, "Hey, get out, get out of the left lane," somebody just had somebody just broke down. They're stopped in the middle of the interstate. Literally, I wouldn't have known that in, in at like 10 o'clock at night if it wasn't for that CB. And and I'll give you an example. There's a thing called Cheyenne. April of 2015. I think it was in April. There was a major storm out in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Cody, you've seen mm-hmm. the video. We've had it on our page. It was th- I think it's done like 50 million views. What happened was nobody had their CB on, Simon. And there was mm-hmm. an accident, and it was nothing but snow and ice. And truckers just kept coming for miles and sliding into the pile and smashing up. There was probably like 50 tractor trailers and cars involved in this thing. And if they would have had their CBs turned on, 10 miles back, they could have just slowed down and stopped. Therefore, the CB was really needed that day.
3: Got it. I got it. Interesting. Interesting. Well, hey, guys, I, I got to I gotta free up my studio here. I've got somebody coming in here in about four minutes. But um, I, 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 this has been absolutely lovely. Cody, before I go, do you mind just introducing yourself, saying your name, who you are, what you do, where you are?
5: Yeah, my name is Cody Jackson. I'm a 25-year-old truck driver out of St. Louis, Missouri. I'm just um, sitting here, just enjoying life, heading out to Evansville, Indiana today.
3: And what are you hauling?
5: Right now, I'm actually pulling an empty container back to uh, Evansville. Got nothing okay. on board today.
0: Hey, uh, Very good. real quick, would you guys like to hear the word of the day,
1: Ruthann's word of the day?
3: Sure, definitely.
0: Yeah.
1: ahead, play it, Ruthann. All right, so the word of the day is actually called footsy. So I'm gonna play it real quick so everybody can hear how it's pronounced because footsy, footsy, fusty. Oh, fusty. Sorry. Turn it up. It is out. That's not as loud as it usually is. Fusty.
0: Fusty. Let
1: me put it One more time. Fusty.
0: What's the definition?
1: Smelling stale, damp, or stuffy. And the reason I was giggling earlier is because it says old fashioned and attitude or style. So an old person is fusty. Fusty. Because they're smelling stale, damp, and stuffy.
0: You just ruined our older audience. Thank you. <laughs> 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 it's really nice of you. All right. Simon, we sure appreciate you, brother. We appreciate the opportunity. I'll I'll get you a copy of on our end if you if you can do the same.
3: Yeah, for sure. I, I will do that. And uh thank you all so much. This has been an absolute blast and a nice way to start my day. So uh thank you for taking the time. I really appreciate it.
0: Absolutely, brother. Thank you, Simon. I'm gonna cut you.
3: Okay. All right.
0: Bye guys. Bye. Uh, bye. And that was Simon from Radio Lab, guys and gals. He's uh Asking a, I guess they're putting some kind of segment together. I don't think it's just that question. So hopefully they'll notify us when that goes up, and uh, you guys can check out that show
1: over there on Radio Lab. I still think that we should put it up on our page. Mm-hmm. Question. You know what, what would we keep, and then that way he has more info on the drivers that are out there driving that could not be on the show with us. Yeah. So, Ron, you got anything else for us? Uh, no,
2: sir. I think that just about does it.
0: Me personally, I'd save a lot of food and I'd save a Bible. That too. Amen. <laughs> Cody, you got anything for us?
5: Just everybody be safe.
0: All right, Just guys. Side up. Ruth Ann, we're out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise Lord.